Our scripture reading this morning comes from the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is this child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at the rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. From, from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may go also and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the, child, the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country, by another road. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, for the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. We're talking a lot about epiphany this year, maybe more than we ever have before. And some of you still have questions like, when is epiphany now? It actually started January 6th, Wednesday, at the end of the 12 days of Christmas. Did you know that was more than just a song? Christmas is actually a 12-day season in the church's calendar. Now, Epiphany comes next and, and is associated with the coming of the Magi. Howard Thurman, that African-American theologian, provides a thoughtful explanation of Epiphany. We've heard it sung by the choir, but it's worth hearing these words again. When the song of the angel is stilled, and when the star in the sky is gone, and when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins. Epiphany is when the work of Christmas begins. 
What is Epiphany? Well, it's the season between Christmas and Lent. At Christmas, we celebrate that the light of the world has come. And at Epiphany, we ask, what does that mean and why does it matter? Maybe still you're unfamiliar. Most Baptists are. Perhaps this will help. There are at least three different kinds of people in the world. One kind loves to prepare for a party or a big event. Baby shower, themed birthday party, it's like a dream come true. They like to pick out the colors and decorate the tables and, and make all the behind the scenes plans. And these folks are often, but not always, introverts. And often, but not always, type A. And my wife is one of these people. She loves the preparation. These are Advent people. Advent is all about the preparation. And the second kind of people love the party. They lose their patience with all the, the process of preparing. They're not as concerned about color palettes or creative ideas. They just want to be at the party, to eat and drink and be merry. They want to get to the actual experience. And these folks are often, but not always, extroverts. And often, but not always, type B. And I am one of these people. So I struggle with the little details and making all these plans. These are Christmas people. Christmas is all about the celebration. Of course, after the party's over, when everyone has left your house a wreck, when the banners are detaching from the ceiling and the balloons are losing air and the half-eaten plates of food must be cleaned up, we need people, post-party people, who are willing to clean up. But those people are few and far between. We have plenty of planners and partiers, but we don't have many folks who are just chomping at the bit to clean up after the fact. This is Epiphany, the after party. And for this reason, Epiphany is often overlooked and overshadowed by Advent and Christmas and Lent. In fact, it happens every year. If we're not careful, we ignore it. But I'm going to argue that Epiphany is the most important season of all. In Epiphany, we make sense of what happened at Advent and Christmas. And we prepare for what is to come at Lent and Easter. We are on this vital bridge 
And if we don't walk across it, we can't connect these two sides. So don't skip epiphany. Embrace it. Start today. We read this familiar story about the wise men or magi. We've often seen these figures in our nativity scene, so we tend to skim over this story without paying much attention. In short, we treat the story just like we treat the entire season of Epiphany. But if we stop, and if we listen, we may discover something unexpected and important at the end. They followed the star and they encountered the evil King Herod. And he says, go and, and when you found the baby, bring word to me that I might go and worship him. And they find the baby and they offer their gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. We know the story, but the last line, the very last line, warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went home by a different way. Did you notice that? Another route. My buddy Mike Jones, who's a member here at Smoke Rise, he has an odd habit. Actually, to be honest, he has a lot of odd habits. But, but this habit that I'm speaking about involves taking a different way home. Mike says, people who know me know I don't like taking the same path twice. Always a different way from when you arrived. And so if I ride with Mike to the airport, we go one way there and another way back. A different way, an alternate route. He does, even if it takes longer. And the wise men did the same thing. It wasn't to be more efficient of course, it makes sense after their dream, but, but it also makes sense after their experience. For you see, they were different people. They had been changed. And the story of the Magi is really the story of how experiences shape us and shaped them. And Epiphany reminds us that God still inspires us, often using our experiences. That God isn't trapped back then. That God isn't left in the manger, but that God meets us in our experiences and shapes us and makes us the people he's called us to be. Peter Gomes writes, Christian growth is not simply a matter of the quantity of time, but of the quality of time. 
Christian growth seems to be a willingness to expose oneself to new ideas and widening opportunities to a new awareness of what's happening in the world around us. Christians need to grow and mature in their experiences. And those magi must have done just that. They left the comfort of their home. They left Persia and they passed first a great distance and then the, through the most likely destinations they passed through Jerusalem. And they went for this God-forsaken, but no, it was a God-remembered little town. A place, an experience that would be so easy to overlook. A peasant couple that, that must have looked like everyone else and their newborn baby and this experience changed them and transformed them. Don't overlook the little things. Listen, God is speaking through our experiences. Epiphany comes to change us. During the, the season of Epiphany that we most often talk about, our baptism. We as Baptists believe that that baptism is an outward sign of an inward change. There's a wonderful song by, by Kyle Matthews entitled Bend Through the Waters, and it tells the story of a, a little boy who's baptized in a river or creek or lake. And after his baptism, he runs home and he's, he's forgotten his shoes. And his parents poke fun. And the little boy says, no, I've been through the waters. And you don't put your old shoes on your brand new feet. Because baptism is a reminder we've been changed. An epiphany comes as a season to change us. Ironically and almost paradoxically, it helps us to remember what we have forgotten and to see for the first time that which we have failed to see. And along the way, we're changed and transformed, and we can't take those same old roads anymore. We were never meant to take the same road home. Have you ever tried it? Some of you know that I grew up in St. Louis, lived there for nine years from the age of five to 14. And so that place will always have a special place in my heart. When the Cardinals are playing the Braves, it's always a problem. I'm torn in two. And I remember my house in St. Louis. I can tell you the address and I can tell you my first phone number. 
It's two-story, and, and it was on Country Ridge Road. And a few years ago, I went back to that house. I was so excited. And, and the house is still there. But let me tell you, you couldn't get there the same way. They changed all the roads. New developments, highways and interstates and cut-throughs. I nearly got lost just trying to get to my own house. But I finally arrived. I, I just had to take a different way. And I missed those old roads. I'd ridden my bike down them, but they were no longer viable or visible. And I could have mourned their loss, but I would have never found my home. So I learned a new way. It would have been easier, more efficient for the wise men to go the way they came. It's easier for us to do what we've always done. Change is hard. We're seeing this played out right in front of us in this COVID crisis that has caused us to change so much. In our country, during this season of, of change. Change takes courage. Fear rejects change. But faith, faith embraces it. In fact, our, our faith, our our Christian faith was born in it. Don't you remember the story? Death is turned to life because of Jesus' resurrection. And the despair of the cross is transformed into the hope of salvation. Darkness has been defeated by the light. Jesus has changed everything. Christmas is easy, but epiphany is hard. But God calls us, just as he called those magi, to take a different route. Because God cares most, not about where we travel, but about who we are becoming on the journey. And worship is one of those things that should shape and change us. That's why I'm so glad you're worshiping with us today. John Killinger says, if we come to church and go home and everything looks the same, it has been a pointless exercise. Things should be different after we've been worshiping the Lord. 
We should journey home a different way because we have become different people. It's not merely the road you travel, but the way that you travel on the road. And it's not merely where you're going, but how you're going to get there. And it led the Magi to the manger, to that little town, and to an encounter with Christ, which leads us here to our table to a time of communion and an encounter with Christ. You can't encounter Christ without being changed.